Well, hey, thanks for joining me on this, a very special day, a day in which we remember, we reflect upon the powerful conversion of uh, St. Paul, a man who, uh, prior to his conversion, hunted Christians, right? Put them to death, put them in chains, and God reached out to him. I, I can't, can't even imagine the early church. His reputation must have preceded him, and here he is. You know, amongst uh, Christians who he's lost his vision, he's come back. Um, you had to be a little concerned that this is a trap, right? But God can reach out to our enemies right, and bring about their conversion. Maybe you're in a really bad situation right now with somebody who's opposing whatever you're doing or misrepresenting you or attacking you. Pray for their conversion. Right? Pray for the conversion of your loved ones who have strayed from the path of God. I was... Um, Gosh, I, I'm not going to talk about it today because it's actually new to me. My my colleague here, Dennis, who does a lot of our video work, says, have you ever heard of this, Drew? It's called the fewness of those who are saved. The fewness of those who are saved. And it was written by uh, St. Leonard of uh, Port Maurice back in 1751. It's haunting, right? It's really, really haunting. And I, when I started to read through it, you know, it, it reminds you of the reality of the cost of sin. And, and the rejection of God. And there are eternal ramifications. Life is very brief. It's a short test. And I pray to God that you pass it. I pray for my own conversion every day that I can grow in greater holiness. And I want to pray for yours as well. Uh, if you want to join me, two ways you can do it. You can call me on the uh, on our line directly here. It's 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. You can also share your intention with Maggie, who is monitoring right now our social media. And if you are on YouTube or Facebook, leave your prayer intentions there. She'll read them, share them. If you use the X platform, that's a great way to tweet at her directly. The handle for that is at Drew Mariani Show. That is at Drew Mariani Show. And um, she'll give voice to your intentions. Of course, you can email us your prayer intentions, but most importantly, send me those answered prayers. That's Drew at RelevantRadio.com. I want to pray in particular for those uh, who are away from the faith, for conversion. And Maggie and I were talking about this. Today, I want to pray for those um, who are contemplating abortion and for all abortionists, that God will give them that grace of conversion. I want to pray for the conversion of those with suicidal ideation, those who feel their life is not worth living. I want to pray for those who are suffering, suffering addictions. I want to pray for the conversion of those in same-sex relationships. I want to pray for the conversion of those who are addicted to pornography and who are unfaithful in their state in life, whatever that may be, in their relationships, those in troubled marriages, those who are cheating on their spouses. I want to pray for those who are abusing others. I want to pray in a particular way for those who do not know God. I want to pray for those who traffic I want to pray for those who distribute drugs. Lord, I want to pray for those who cheat. Lord, I want to pray for those who reject you and all of your commandments. Lord, I pray for those most in need of your prayers, those close to death. I pray for those who have also gone before us. But Lord, I give you those most in need of conversion. I give you my own heart. Give me the grace to know you, love you, be more faithful to you. I'll share a couple quick petitions, maybe a few answered prayers that have come in first, but let me go to Maggie, who is here in studio with me. Maggie, good afternoon. Preach, Drew. I'm <laughs> over here shaking my Amen, head. sister. Uh, you know, Our Lady of Champion asked Adele Brees to to pray every day for the conversion of sinners. Um, yeah, that's right. It's our mission. It is our mission. It's a good reminder, Maggie. 
Uh, I just want to echo if no one heard um, Mary Graham say at the top of the hour, the good news that we've heard, we've been praying for those nuns that yep. were kidnapped in Haiti. Um, Mac on Twitter let us know earlier today that the nuns have been released. Tell you this chaplet. I, 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 I credit the chaplet as part of that too. When we pray for those who are kidnapped, missed, missing, lost, I swear we get answers so quickly to that that prayer. That's so awesome. I mean, the brides of Christ, how could he not, yeah, you know? Um, it's also my grandmother's heavenly hey. birthday today. Um, she died a couple of years ago, and I, I was just thinking about her today. Uh, and she had a very special devotion, Divine Mercy. Right. Um, she had an adoration chapel started at their parish and named it the Divine Mercy Chapel. So, Were you really close to her? Um, when I was younger, I, when I fell away from the church and I moved away, I, you know, I didn't see her that much, but as I got older, I, I made it a point to call her and visit her when I could. And I'm sure she was praying for your conversion. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. She gave me a copy of Faustina's diary and she said, oh this is my second Bible. Uh, she's joining us today Yeah, in this totally. chapel, I'm sure from the other side, all the totally. citizens of heaven totally join us in this prayer. Um, I, I want to pray for uh, an email that came in. This person says, I'm working today and I can't call your show, but could you pray for a young woman who I know who casually, um, I, I know her casually, I don't know her name. She says she wears a satanic temple jacket and openly told people that she is a practicing Satanist. I pray a Hail Mary for her whenever I see her. That's going to bring about her conversion. Could you please include her in the Divine Mercy Chaplet? She seems like a sweet girl, but is sadly misguided. Thank you, Mary. Mary, thank you for sending that in. And Maggie, you often pray for Lucian Greaves. Lucian so when Greaves. he comes around, we're going to have to invite him on the air. Totally. And I'm going to give you credit for in that. In-studio guest, <laughs> Lucian Greaves. Lucian Greaves, you want to say who he is so people know? He's, I think, the head of the Satanic Temple. Yeah. And if you've ever seen interviews with him, yeah. he's got like a glass eye yeah. or something. And like he he totally, he's he's bought in on the Satanist movement and everything it stands for. So I just, I'm like, that's the guy. We need to get that guy. <laughs> so let's pray for Satanists, those in the occult who need conversion. Today's a day for conversion. Today I'm praying for that big time. We'll pray for our children and our siblings, our loved ones. Uh, Bartolo Longo, I think it was Bartolo Longo, uh, who was a Satanist as well. Um, and he had a radical conversion as a result of the rosary. And um, Zach King, who's been on this radio program, a former high satanic priest, miraculous metal brought about his conversion. So I don't care what kind of lifestyle you live, the worst abortionist. We have had incredible conversion stories come from them. God's mercy is greater than the greatest sin. So I just want to pray today for conversion. Tomorrow, I'll share answer prayers. Tomorrow, I'll share a few more of your intentions. But Let's pray right now, okay? We'll pray for you. I feel the Holy Spirit today. I really believe that there's going to be answered prayers, and I just um, I got a sense that God's grace is really flowing. So let's give him our hearts. Give him those big intentions that you're praying for, and, and, and let's put our trust in him as we pray. And, and Meg, there's one more intention. You were supposed to pray for the St. Gabriel intention, right, before we start? Yes. Um, we, we wanted to lift up prayers for any members of our giving societies, any of our donors, um, uh, that are involved in the St. Gabriel, St. Joseph, or Guardian Angel, or St. Nicholas Societies. So thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. 
Oh, blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Oh, blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate and was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take our first call today. It comes from Anna, and she is praying with us in Andover, Minnesota. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hello. Yeah, how can we pray for you? Thanks for joining us. Um, I am struggling really hard with a divorce that I don't want. My husband, after 26 years, has decided that um, our marriage is over. Um, there's nothing I can do to stop it in the state of Minnesota. And um, I went into drug, uh, not drug, but alcohol re rehabilitation last June. And now that I'm getting better, both off the alcohol and um uh, my family abandoned me, and it's like they, they I have no desire to learn about what I'm going through or what alcoholism really is, and I just feel so alone. They moved me out of my house, and, and I'm all alone. I mean, I have people that love me and pray with me, but it's hard to live in a house all alone when you're used to being surrounded by your family. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't imagine what you're going through. I mean, addiction is very powerful. Um, I don't believe the marriage is over, though. And I, I believe we can pray for a real epiphany, for the scales to fall off your husband's eyes, for the softening of his heart, for second chances. And uh, for you, too, that, that the healing that you're now undergoing uh, will continue. That You can find, uh, you can rise above the addiction and, and all the temptations that come with it. So, Anna, let's pray. Put your trust in God, you know, and know that the Lord is always with you. He, he says that to us all the time. In, in the Diary of St. Faustine, I think it's 1488, somewhere around there. He says, I'm always supporting you. So lean on me. Lean on me as you struggle and fear nothing. I am always with you. And he says that the vessel of trust is really the key. The more you trust, the more you're going to receive. So let us, let's, let's pray right now for you, okay? Let's pray that, that God puts into motion things that will change this particular relationship. You know that he will soften the heart of your of your husband, and that um, you know you'll be given that second chance. Uh, the Lord's generous. You know, let's not limit him. I, I believe today's a big day. I really do. I really believe today's going to be a big day for for healing and for answered prayer. So, Heavenly Father, I just intercede before you. And you've given so many promises to this beautiful prayer we're about to pray. You know, St. Faustina one time was praying and she heard a voice where the Lord just said to her, because he loves her so much. He loves you so much. He says, oh, what great graces I will give to souls who pray the chaplain. In the very depths of my tender mercy, he says, are stirred 
for the sake of those who pray this prayer. It's those who say that pray this chaplet. This, this is a powerful prayer. I, I say it all the time. I cannot tell you how this prayer is a direct line to the heart of God. And nothing's impossible. If a Satanist can convert a fallen away spouse who's been wounded and perhaps angry uh, can can be converted and healed. So Lord, I give you all these impossible situations. I pray again for conversion. I pray for those in broken relationships in particular for the conversion and healing of those hearts. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us. On us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Joliet, Illinois is on deck. Bernie, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Hi. Hey, Bernie. How are you? I'm okay. I'm doing well today. Thanks. How can we pray for you? I'm calling for my sister's son, Dominic. He's very depressed, and he needs our prayers. Okay. All right. Bernie, we'll pray for him. We'll lift that up right now. You're a good uncle. All right? Thank you. Keep praying for your nephew. No, hang in there, man. Hang in there. Yeah. We're praying for you. Uh, And that's the beauty of this, this time together, too. That's what I love. You know, we can call tears in our eyes, our heart aching. We can pray for... Those that we love, and we know that we have this communal support. We've got so many people who are going to who are going to join us in this prayer. And and God is very generous. Um, he doesn't deny His grace to anyone. In fact, He gives us more than we ask. It's 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 you, it's me that limit them. You know, we hold out the small cup. We don't ask. The Lord says we don't ask for big enough things. You know, that's why I always say, hold out a big cup. Ask God for the big thing. That that depression lifts, that anxiety diminishes, right? That there's freedom, there's new beginnings. And Lord, that's my prayer right now for anyone who is suffering depressive thoughts, anyone who is bipolar, anyone who is suffering from anxiety, anyone who may have suicidal ideation, anyone who is contemplating hurting themselves. Lord, anyone who's deeply wounded, anyone who cannot forgive, anyone who's overcome by grief and despair, Lord, I give you these emotional wounds, these psychological crosses. I ask for your mercy. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Uh, before we go to Jennifer, who's praying with us in Florida, let me uh, 
shoot on over to Maggie here in studio with me. And Maggie, I know a lot of attention's coming in on Facebook and Text on X and, and Twitter and text. yeah, the, the people have been texting. Tom actually, our other oh, producer, really? just messaged um, a note from Bob Tabali. He said, okay. "Praying for Father Jonathan Backeland, pastor at St. Peter's in Geneva, um, I think near Rockford, who went to hospice earlier this week. He was 39 years old, but I was just scanning the YouTube yeah. live stream chat, and someone was praying for the repose of his soul, so no, he no. might have passed. Hey, and, and to Bob, can I just ask him to pray for Bob Tabali? Sure. Uh, Bob, Bob Tabali is Dr. Robert Tabali, who's often on the program with us, and um, this man has a ministry he's trying to bring into fruition, into creation, that will help any mother who lost a child through miscarriage or through abortion. And I'll tell you what, he's a physician, an epidemiologist. The attack this man has come under in his practice and in his life is off the charts. I mean, it really is, it's quite insane what, what he sees. And I often quote the diary in which the Lord says, the greater, the more beautiful the work, you know, the more violent the storm will be that rages against that. And clearly he's under fierce spiritual attack. So let's pray for him that God will give him protection and and blessing. He's a really good man and, and he deserves our prayers. And just before I get to the other ones yeah. I had uh, tagged here, our friend New York Catholic Radio shared uh, just a heartbreaking picture I'm, I've retweeted of a little baby with tubes in her, in her nose. Um, he said, asking prayers today for baby Elsie, who remains hospitalized um, for now four months. She's experiencing mysterious breathing problems. She had a seizure today, and she has a strange mass on her rib. We're so glad that her mom is there with her, but everyone is exhausted and would love your prayers. We've received a lot of prayers for our country. Uh, Litany is praying for the safety and protection of all children who are brought across our southern border. A sixth grade little boy named Angel has cancer and is praying that his grandmother who lives in Mexico can get a visa so that she can come spend time with him as he's sick and misses her. Cynthia uh, just had an MRI and blood work. She's praying that um, they're negative for cancer. She says, I'm the primary caregiver of my husband. Thank you, Jesus. I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Liz, who messages us about her husband's um, blood transfusion, she said, um, my husband starts new treatment for his hemoglobin today. His bone marrow biopsy came out great. Praise be to God. He is a candidate for treatment. Prayers that everything will be okay. Jesus, we trust in you. Patricia from New Jersey called Miranda earlier, and, and she said, I'm about to be evicted. Please pray for me. Miranda's best friend's uncle passed away this morning, so we want to pray for his soul. And on YouTube, David said, I want to pray for all the babies that are born with birth defects, that they may be healed. Beautiful prayer. Gosh, so many many prayers. So many needs. So many, so many prayers. Well, let's lift them all up, and we will add to the mix uh, Jennifer, who's praying with us in Florida. Uh, Jennifer, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling, um, please, for your prayers and your listeners' prayers for my uh, conversion of my husband and my son. My son just let me know that he's an atheist. I had no idea. And he's going down the wrong path. He's making bad choices. He's very confused. And I need his prayers for his conversion. Today's the day, right? Today's the day. Let's pray. Let's pray for him right now, for your husband, 
and for your and my son. For your son, no, but you'd be at peace. Like I, I know, I know your heart breaks over this, but have confidence in your prayer. Okay, have trust that okay. the Lord's going to hear these these prayers as I shared with you before. That beautiful prayer, oh blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Pray that over and over again. The Lord said that's the prayer for conversion. He says, this is a prayer that is always heard and it is always answered. The prayer of conversion is always heard and always answered. But Jennifer, it might take you time, right? It might happen instantly. And who knows, your son might come home and, and have found the Lord, right? Uh, but it might take you years. Uh, my, my grandmother uh, prayed for her son for decades and she never saw his conversion. She died. But I'm sure she interceded for him on the other side. My mother prayed for her brother, right? Um, in the end, that man had such a profound and radical conversion. He was 80 years of age. I want to pray for him right now, too, because he just had a stroke the other day. Just I was just notified of that. His conversion was so radical. He went from never attending Mass and being in relationships he shouldn't be in to leading Bible studies and the rosaries and falling in love with his faith. So God does hear these prayers. And maybe we won't say it. But we don't know what happens between this side of life and the next. Stand on the promise the Lord has given us. And today on the feast of the conversion of St. Paul, let's just pray and let's trust and let's thank the Lord for this great gift. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. World. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And, and I'll tell you what, as I'm praying that prayer, um, I, I want you to write down the day, the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul 2024, for that person you're praying for today. All right, mark it down. Write it down today. Put your name in your Bible or in a piece of paper or wherever you're going to do it, on the calendar, in your phone, um, and keep praying. And then when that miracle takes place, when that grace happens, when that Satanist, you know, finds the Lord, when that wayward spouse returns, when that son goes from atheism into the priesthood, who knows how radical the conversions will be, right? Write back to me and let me know. Mark it answered prayer. Say, Drew, we prayed on this day, and look, you were right. Uh, emails Drew at relevantradio.com. Or just keep praying because it might take you a month, it might take you 10 months, it might take you 10 years. But know that the Lord on this day heard your prayer and those graces are now flowing. Margaret is in Chicago. Uh, Margaret, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you so much for taking uh, my call. Um, I just have um, an answered prayer and I just wanted to um, praise the Lord. Jesus, I trust in you. Last um, week, I called in for Jackson and he's really, really sick with stomach problems and bleeding. And um, thanks be to the chaplain, he was transferred to a different hospital. And there's no coincidences with God. He ended up seeing a doctor that had helped me years ago. They they operated on him, and his life was saved, and he's on his way, on his way to um, getting better and healing. So just um, 
Jesus, I trust in you and just thank you for everybody for their prayers and thank you, Drew, and everyone at Relevant Radio for this this beautiful um ministry. Jackson's getting married in June and he <laughs> will great. have such a beautiful praise the Lord story. Amen. I love it. Hey Margaret, thanks for the good news. Thanks for the answer prayer. I will continue to pray in Thanksgiving. Let's thank the Lord too on this deck. What a great way to do that. I pray a lot in Thanksgiving for God's mercy and his blessing and his grace and even for the crosses of life. We don't we may not understand why he's allowing them, but there's a purpose behind him. He'll never give you a cross that's too heavy. Uh, let's pray in Thanksgiving for the blessings that he has given to us, as well as these crosses you might be carrying, and for the way that he is working in your life right now, and the way those prayers are going to be answered and unfold in the days ahead. Lord, we, we love you. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the power of this prayer. We thank you for those answered prayers that have been given and those that are in the offing. And we trust we turn to you again and pray, eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our final call comes from Elridge, Iowa. Hi, Kurt. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you could slip me in yet. Um, Good calling, uh, calling about my son, Stephen. Uh, about two years ago, he had an autoimmune issue, and initially it affected his heart and his kidneys. And uh, we called into the uh, family Rosebury a couple of times for that. And his heart is pretty much back to normal. Great. Uh, great. His kidneys have shown some improvement, but he's got another checkup this month, and we're praying that they'll continue to have shown uh, improvement over the, since the last time because the doctor had said he'd take him off his steroid. Great. And, He's doing better, and uh, it would it would help his quality of life. He comes over here to see his niece and nephew sometimes for family get-togethers, and he sleeps half the time over here on the That's weekend. Tough. So it's, uh, it's well, a let's hard pray. life for him that way. Let's yep. pray for your son right now. We'll, we'll pray for complete restoration of health, for vitality, for vigor, and for good news. Again, I, I Kurt, I just feel today's a day where graces are flowing. I think the Lord is answering us in a particular way. And, Lord, I thank you for these calls and for so many of the answer prayers that you're going to allow us to have. We turn to you. We give you our hearts filled with every intention, every need, every want, every desire. Lord, give us what's best for us. And uh, I want to pray in thanksgiving uh, again for your, for your great love and for your mercy. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy 
mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for Our us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady of, Recon of Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for Saint us. Faustina. Pray for Saint us. John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Paul the Apostle. Pray for Saint us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for Saint us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. Send us those prayer intentions. Join us every day at this time and stay with me for more conversation. You can listen online at relevantradio.com. You can download our app or on a station I'm broadcasting over. Our conversation will continue with more right after this. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Vincent, who is listening in California, for donating his 1971 Chevy El Camino. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. So. So. Why do you persecute me? Who are you? I am Jesus, whom you persecute. Listening to the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant what Radio. What do you want from me? What a moment that had. Going to Damascus. What a moment. Go into Damascus. Here he is. You know, what, what a great story, and you know it, so I won't regurgitate it for you or reshare it. But you, you know, Saul on his way to hunt down these Christians under the authority of uh, the chief priests uh, loses his vision. He's blinded, encounters Christ, who comes in a flash of light. And he has a radical conversion. God's grace is super abundant. I believe that. And this is something the Lord desires. He desires your conversion. He desires the conversion of those that you love. He desires the conversion of those who hate you, right? our enemies. It's Christ hung on a cross and even begged God, please, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. <clears throat> and, you know, we hear 
almost daily about the things that are happening around the world. You know, there's drugs, there's abuse, there's divorce, there's the LGBTQ movement, right? But for, for none of us, well, well, let me rephrase it. All these things can hit us in, in a different, more intimate way, right? Some of us, for some of us, it can seem so far away. For others, it could be really home. The stats show that, uh, you know, these situations are hitting huge numbers of Americans. Um, Joseph Stalin is reputed to having said once, he says, if only one man dies of hunger, it's a tragedy. If a million die, or if millions, I think is actually what he said, then it's only a statistic. You know, So when it happens to you and your family, that's when the re reality really hits, right? When somebody you love dies of an overdose or somebody's been abused or you know, some other tragedy happens, your loved one strays from the faith. For some people, all of those things can hit them at the same time. Nancy Charles is one of those people. Uh, she was raised in a fairly normal home, but she was the victim of sexual abuse. And I know if you're listening, maybe you were too. Maybe somebody you love was. When she was 18, uh, the woundedness that she already encountered was rocked because her parents ended up divorcing. And anyone who's ever had to drink from that bitter cup, knows the pain of, of a parent's divorce, even after they're adults. But you know, they, they apparently thought, kids are old enough now, they can deal with it. Well, I guess they could, but Nancy ended up dealing with it by doing drugs, right? And alcohol, self-medicating perhaps, compounding all of that was getting into uh, the lesbian lifestyle. She went down that path. And then a counselor suggested to her out of the blue that, you know what, Nancy, I think you might have gender dysphoria. I mean, God bless her. I mean, and again, God's grace is always at work, right? It was only through a miraculous intervention and really through the courage, the truth, the love of her brother Joshua that she becomes one of these great Saul to Paul conversion stories. She ended up converting to the Catholic faith. And she found peace, she found joy, she found healing of her mind and of her heart, something that had evaded her, something that she was desperately looking for. And I'm sure it's the prayers of her brother and those that love her, and our prayers when we pray for others in the situation. She's got a great story. I want you to follow her on the X platform. You can find Nancy Charles uh, on what's formerly Twitter, right? That's at cancel woke three or walk three cancel w-o i think it's w-o-k-e-3 is or w-o-k-3 i'll have to get it from her i saw it earlier today i'll try to get the the white right trindle handle thanks maggie if you can find out that would be great too uh, but she joins me right now nancy it's good to have you with me good afternoon hi thank you drew i appreciate you having me on the show nancy what's your twitter handle it's cancel is it w-o-k-e or w-o-k it's a uh, cancel woke, but the E at the end of woke is a, is a three, three actually. So gotcha. it's like a backwards E. Yeah. I, I knew it was some, uh, such a, I'm such a dad. <laughs> I love it. No, it's okay. I love it. Love it. Love it. Good. Good to have you here with me. I, I want you to share your story. It's a powerful one. I was reading about it. I, today we're talking about conversion, God's grace. And yeah. boy, you are one of those great conversion stories from what you described before you had a fairly normal upbringing. You even went, mm -hmm. I think the church regularly, but you had an older male yeah, cousin who ended up doing some awful things to you. So bring us back in time. Tell us your story. Yeah, I mean, do you want me to start from the very beginning or like the conversion part? Uh, sure, no. Bring us back from the beginning. Uh, you know, we've got a few minutes. You can share your story here. I may have to take a break in a few minutes and we'll pick it up, okay? 
Sounds good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I did grow up in a pretty, uh, what I would consider a normal home. I mean, we were, uh, I was raised in Protestant church, so we had a much different, you know, faith than my Catholic faith now in many ways. Um, so grew up there. Uh, yeah, I did experience sexual abuse at a young age around, uh, I would say five or six years old. Um, that went on for a while. It wasn't like a one-off and it was always one of those things that I knew I had to keep quiet about. Um, and it created a lot of fear in me. I think it's interesting because I look back now and I think that's where the devil reaches us the most is when we're in fear and we're especially a subject to that fear when we're young, you know what I mean? And we're impressionable and, and we can be taken advantage of in that way. And so I kind of, from that point, I knew I had to hide this thing in me. And it's funny, actually, I started having, um, same-sex attraction uh, as early as third grade, I remember, because I had a crush on one of my teachers. And so I think that came about in many ways because, you know, I just wanted to be closer to women. I needed an emotional connection. And I think when you're developing, you know, those things can get mixed up, especially when you're, you know, having dealt with sexual abuse and things like that. Um, It doesn't happen for everyone that way. But for me, I think it played a huge part in that. And, you know, there's this basically my whole life, there's just this secret that I had to hang on to. And it kind of destroyed me inside. And um, then, as you know, you said my parents ended up getting divorced. And that was just like the icing on the cake. It was like, well, you know, if nobody else cares, then I don't care either. And what was the relationship like, though? I mean, was it tough when you were growing up? I mean, did you see that divorce coming? Because I know a lot of people whose parents waited till they were adults before they got divorced. And I'm telling you. It hurts just as bad. I mean, uh, and this one woman I know today uh, has a fear of of her spouse leaving her. You know, and it's uh, mm. it's something a wound that she carries with her. But but yeah. you're, I'd love to know what was that dynamic like, and how did it affect you? Well, you know, it wasn't always you know a fun place to be. There was definitely um, tension uh, in the home. For, but my parents were pretty good about keeping. You know, like we never really saw them argue or anything like that. They were, but there's always something off, you know, something's kind of like, you know, not right still. And I think that that definitely, but in, in many ways, believe it or not, it actually kind of came as a big surprise, which is almost more painful because it's almost like, you know, I grew up in a home where both my parents would always say, well, at least you live in a home where your parents still love each other. That's the mantra I had in my head. So when the one thing that I had known was stable, fell apart I was just I it rocked me to a place that I almost couldn't come back from without the grace of God I wouldn't have been able to um so that I don't know if I answered your question fully but no, that's, you certainly did yeah I mean it's uh, it's a tough situation 18 they leave yeah. you you've been abused now you're the you're suffering the instability of a broken family where did that yeah. lead you next I got into drugs pretty heavily right away. I didn't realize I had a problem at first. I kind of, honestly, I was always a really good kid. I never did any drugs or got into any partying in high school. I, in fact, most people would have been really shocked to see the path I ended up taking. I just thought, you know, here I am, I'm outside the home now. My family's kind of all dispersed and divided and I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. And that's what I did. I started partying and uh, getting into that stuff. And for a while, it was just what I considered to be fun and normal and like a rite of passage, you know, like everyone does this. And then it, you know, got to the point where I was partying after everybody and I 
didn't, then I got to the point where I wasn't partying with anybody. I was just staying to myself and I ended up, uh, having an overdose. Um, and that was really the beginning of a long, like probably 10 years of a struggle. I almost died and uh, they sent me off to rehab for my first time. I went to rehab three separate times to get clean over the course of 10 years. Um, I went in and out of mental health hospitals just from, I was very emotionally unstable, um, always very suicidal. Um, and you know, it led to that point up until the point where God reached me. But, uh, that was a good 10, 15 year run. My guest today is Nancy Charles. And today on the Great Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul, we're looking at conversion stories. And hers is one where there's deep woundedness, there's darkness, there's drug use, there's brokenness, there's abuse. And yet God's grace can prevail and does. I need to take a short break. When we come back, you'll hear the rest of her amazing story. Stay with me. This hour is supported by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Join the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union and receive $200 when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. We need to remember that Jesus calls us out of something to call us into something. So he doesn't just not want you dating the same sex or or dressing like a female. He wants you to see who he is so that we can see who we are. Remind me again that I was made for more. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that's Kim Zember. She was on the program with me. I had a great conversation with her maybe a year or two ago. I don't remember. Were you with me, Maggie, when we had Kim? Yeah, it was a powerful story. I had her on several times. I'm speaking to somebody very similar. Her name's Nancy Charles today. She's a convert to the Catholic faith. And her message is uh, one of hope, one of really, I, I think, truth. She comes. She says that same-sex attractive people need to hear the hard truth. Her story is an amazing one. Uh, she was abused when she was young. She suffered divorce, a broken family, ended up doing drugs, was in and out of rehab, was even told she had gender dysphoria, and uh, she joins us today. God's grace prevailed, and uh, you know, if you think your child or your situation is worth, just listen to hers. You know, it doesn't matter how dark the sin, how grave it is, the Lord told St. Faustina, the greater the sinner, the greater the right they have to his mercy, and it's there for you, it's there for those you love. Nancy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here with us today and for sharing so eloquently and openly about your story, because I know that could be a difficult thing to do, but um, yeah. f- fill us in. So you, you, you rec- you're a recovering drug addict, but you were suffering for that in and out. You got into the LGBTQ lifestyle for, what, about a decade and a right. half. Tell us the rest of your story. I know your brother played a role in it too, but he came from the same broken house, so you'll have to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about him as well. Yeah, so essentially, um, I ended up, yeah, I was in the LGBT lifestyle this whole time, right? And so um, I ended up, like you mentioned, I ended up running into a few uh, considered to be bad therapists now who had suggested to me that I had gender dysphoria. And, and I'm going to be honest, when I, when that, that's a really difficult thing to be told when you're already a very confused person. Oh, so yeah. that radically just sent me down a path of even further confusion because I was like, well, who am I to question this stuff? when they're the professionals. So, but in my head, I always knew like, that doesn't seem right. And I'd push back, but then I'd feel like, you know, am I qualified to push back against this? And 
And meanwhile, the whole, you know, society's asking us where our pronouns are. And, you know, we're constantly having to repeat these like things that are just like almost brainwashing us. And we don't realize we're being brainwashed, but it's kind of like the, what you fall into. Cause you know, when you don't have God, you have no frame of reference for how things should be. So it's really easy to fall into these, these movements. Um, and so I was on this path to gender confusion and I, I was actually, um, considering I had socially transitioned, I actually named, my name was Roman, which I think is kind of funny now. It's very, uh, <laughs> uh foreshadowing, yeah, I like that name. but, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, so I, I name I call, I named myself Roman. I was fully going to, you know, try to just be a, a boy for a while. And, um, but I was very unhappy. And the more I dove into this like false identity, the more suffering, like the suffering became unbearable. And, um, it, essentially got me to the point where I, I was ready to, I had decided I was going to kill myself. I, um, wrote a note to everybody in my family and, um, it was done. I was then, you know, at the right, perfect time, um, oddly enough, I had this, when I was about to go through with it, I had this thought that just popped into my head randomly. And the thought was, you know, what if the pain doesn't end here? What if it gets worse? And that was a question I could not answer, but I also could not bear what that meant. I couldn't go, I couldn't afford to go lower. I was, I was, that was the whole reason I wanted to just be done to begin with, because I couldn't handle the pain anymore. The suffering was too much. And so I, in that moment, I, I literally, you know, broke down. I just begged God. I said, if you're real, like you have to show me, like I, I need to know. And it needs to be very clear because I'm very dumb. I said, I'm a very dumb human being. You have to spell it out for me because I can't, like, I need to know if you're real. Because if you're real, I will follow you. I had no problem doing that because I always saw God as the good and the devil as the bad. I just didn't know if he was real at this point. You know, he was so far away from me. I had, you know, I had, you know, been so far away from him for my whole life at this point that it was just, he was just a story at this point to me. Well, I ended up falling asleep that night and uh, the next morning I woke up and there was a rosary in the side of my dresser drawer and I didn't know what a rosary was but my brother had given it to me a couple years prior see my brother just to tell a little bit about him Mm -hmm. my brother's been the consistent arbiter of truth for me for a while and I get a lot of people ask like well how do I talk to people you know who struggle like you did and it's like just you know truth is a powerful thing we might not be ready for the truth but that's to you know God is he God's the master of of everything we don't convert people God does and so it's just beautiful. Cause like, sometimes we don't get to see the miracle. Like I mentioned you, I heard you saying that earlier on the show is we don't get to see the miracle, but we don't know what God's doing on the other side. And that two years ago, my brother, you know, giving me a rosary is what saved me when I needed it in that moment. And God knew that. And, you know, we can't know the perfect the master's plan, but it unravels beautifully. And, and um, so I ended up taking this rosary. I figured out what it was and I started praying it. Cause I think, I, you know, I remember this conversation I had with God the night before, of like, you know, who are you and are you real? And wow. so I started praying the rosary and a few days later I got this overwhelming urge out of nowhere to want to call a priest. So I called up a priest and I said, you know, I just basically told him, I was like, is God real? Like, I don't know. Like I just need to know. And I'm on this journey now and I'm like trying to figure out if he's real. And mind you, I'm still very like skeptic. I have no true belief in him right now, but I'm just doing my due diligence, you know, my part. And uh, a couple days later from there, I get this overwhelming urge. I'm still praying the rosary this whole time, five days. So the first, so it started on the first day. I was almost going to kill myself. Day five days later, 
I get this overwhelming urge again. And for some reason, it's just on my heart that I need to see a mass. I felt like I was being pulled. It's hard to explain. It's almost like I was just along for the ride. It was very overpowering. And I, and I was like, okay, I got to go see a mass. And if you even knew how weird this was wow. for me to experience that, you would understand how powerful that is, which I'm sure you do. But so I ended up looking for a mass and I went to a 7 a.m. Uh, mass to show up at this um, parish, uh, you know, here in Sacramento. And, uh, and I was terrified. I, I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want to be seen by anybody. I thought for sure if anyone saw me coming to this church, they would know I don't belong there and they would send me away. And that, I couldn't afford that. Like I was so fragile, but I, but I kept having this, this kind of guiding voice that was like, just keep walking, come in, come in. And, and I ended up making my way to the parish door and I sat in the very back of the mass and I, once again, I'm terrified. There's women wearing veils. It's such a culture shock. I'm like, I don't belong here. I have buzzed head. I look like I belong in a pride parade. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm horribly embarrassed by what I'm wearing. So um, but I, and I don't feel beautiful at all. Like I don't, this is beautiful, but I don't, I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel like I belonged in that. And, and it was quite obvious. And so I, I, you know, I get this calmness. It's like, just sit down. And then there was a candle above the, you know, parish uh, at the very front. Right. And it's this red candle. And it just captivated me. I just, I couldn't do anything but stare at it because I was so afraid. I was ready to like bolt at any moment if anyone looked at me because I was that scared. And, but I sat still and I kept hearing this voice in my head. It wasn't auditory. It was just these thoughts that were just like, keep looking at me, keep looking at me. And that was the candle. And so I just, I, my, what kept me in the seat is I was staring at this candle and then the music starts playing. And Drew, when I tell you like instantly, instantly I was changed. I can't explain it other than that. I've tried to rack my head around how, what, what happened that day, but I literally started bawling my eyes out. And it was like the, what I described as it was the greatest love I've ever felt in my entire life. I love it. I had no idea. Like in, in that moment, I accepted everything God ever taught, even before I understood it, because it didn't matter. I knew I was, I knew he existed and he answered my question. It was so obvious. He made it obvious the way I needed him. And he did, he came through, but not only that, but when, when you get a chance to encounter him that way, it, you can't, you walk away changed forever. There's nothing about me that was the same after that. And, he's, and, and, and it was like everything I didn't understand yet, I was willing to acknowledge the fact that, okay, I'm the inadequate one in this situation. God knows best. I'm going to, even if I don't understand it, I'm going to accept it. And I know he'll help me understand it. And he did. And so I, from that point on, I, I, I converted. I left everything behind. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, obviously everything comes with struggles, but it wasn't really a struggle anymore. It wasn't even a question. I was going to follow God no matter what. Amen. Like, how could you meet the Father and not, <laughs> and not like, and leave him? Like, it, and it, what a great just, grace. It, you know, I share the story of a Hezbollah uh, fighter who yeah. hung Christians who had the same encounter, encountered Christ in such mm -hmm. a profound way. It brought about his conversion because you meet love, you meet truth. And it sets your life yeah. on a new path. I'm so grateful for you. I hope people will check out your story. They can do that by going to Twitter, right, and following you there. What's the other website, too, if they want to see your video? Is it Avoiding Babylon, best place to go? Yeah, it's on YouTube at a channel called Avoiding Babylon. Okay. Uh, my, my conversion story is on there as well. Well, type in the name Nancy Charles into YouTube. Check out her story. Share it with others. You can always share this podcast as well. I'll be back.